0: Uh well welcome everybody to episode forty-nine of the Blow Off Valve Podcast. We're your host Alex and Tucker. And this week we've got some really a catch-up episode. There was so much good, kind of interesting news that's happened in the last three, four weeks, but we've, you know, we had the pleasure of a lot of <laughs> very interesting Formula yeah. One races to go over. Uh, so we'll be catching up on some stuff that you you if you're kind of follow automotive news online, you may have heard about already. Uh, But we'll kind of catch up and give our takes on some of it. And I wanted to start with a new Ferrari, which is always exciting. But this is a very limited Ferrari. So Ferrari announced the Daytona SP3, which is the third car in their, what they call their Icona series, which are supposed to be kind of homages to, you know, Ferrari racing cars of the past. Um, And the first couple were the SP1 and SP2, which were the... No roof roadsters. The SP1 had one seat for the driver, and the SP2 had, it was a two seater. Uh, the SP3 is actually based off the La Ferrari Aperta chassis. Uh, so it's kind of a T top. And uh, it has an 829 horsepower V12, basically straight out of the 812 Competizione that we've talked about before. And uh, it has a, unlike in the 812 Competizione, where it's a front uh, engine car. The SP3 is actually a mid-engine, so it's got a, a huge V12 uh, in a mid-engine application. Yeah. And it's actually got 10 more horsepower than it does in the 812, so it's it's actually the most powerful Ferrari road car engine ever made. They're mm. making 599 of these, and they're each going to cost about $2.3 million. Uh, these obviously are going to Ferrari's kind of creme de la creme of customers. You know, those the kind of car that they call you and say... We're willing to let you spend the money to buy this car yeah um so <laughs> i'm glad and, no
1: one calls me with those type of yeah. yeah no
0: <laughs> no one no one's enticing us with these kind of offers but <laughs> there, there's an interesting jill opnik article that i wanted to touch on but but first i wanted to, to see kind of what you thought about it uh kind of from a style standpoint and and where you think this kind of sits in terms of your level of interest
1: yeah i think it's a beautiful looking car you know i in particular, I actually really like, you know, the rear with
0: yeah, very testarossa vibes. Yeah,
1: staggered lines and stuff. I I really mm-hmm. like that look. Um, yeah, so it, it definitely you know looks like what what you'd expect um, mm-hmm. for a car of this kind of caliber and this cost. Right. Um, you know, I think what you're probably going to get at in that article, which I thought is an interesting take is, you know, is it less than what you'd expect? Um, Right. You know, as you compare it to some of its um, predecessors and you look at some of the numbers, powertrain, things Mm -hmm. like that, you know, is it actually less for more money? But I kind of agree with someone's comment there that, you know, Ferrari knows this group of people that they're trying to sell these to. I'm sure Right, you know, it's somebody with, I don't know, a billion dollars who, you know, complains to someone at the dealership or uh, contacts them <laughs> like, oh, you know, God, if only this was, you know, naturally aspirated, none of this hybrid business, right? Wow, sign me up, sign me up. <laughs> I, I
0: think that's of. exactly it. So <laughs> I think
1: they heard that enough and were like, screw it, we'll build it. With this. Shit. Come.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I th- I think you're onto it. I think that's. So what you're alluding to is there was an article um, in Jalopnik that basically said this is actually a couple steps back uh, for Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And the premise being that the La Ferrari that it's based on, which came out originally in 2013, um, not only had this great V12 engine, but it also had a hybrid system. And unlike the 918 Spider and the P1 that came out at the time, the LaFerrari couldn't run on electric only mode the the electric the hybridization was purely for essentially torque fill um, mm-hmm. so you had kind of more instantaneous responsiveness in terms of torque but i think so technologically sure it's a step back it's less yeah. complicated than the car that it's based on but i think that's the entire point i, yeah. I you know this this is a car that is, as we've seen with you know the the GT products from Porsche, um, as we're seeing you know with with other you know the the Cadillac Ooh, the Blackwing. Uh, Blackwing. This is the last gasp of the naturally aspirated engine. Pardon the pun. I mean, it, yeah. everything is hybridized. If if it's not hybridized, it's at least getting some form of forced induction so that it can meet regulations in in terms of pollution and, and whatnot, CO2 emissions. You know, even look at the 296 GTB, the new Ferrari, you know, that's that's a V6. You know, there's and and the new Maserati is a V6, the new McLaren is a V6. All of these have hybrid systems involved and and forced induction. So it's that's how it's going. And so for these very small limited run cars, I think they want to a little bit of their muscle. And and it's supposed to be a throwback to the Icona series. It's supposed to be a throwback to their kind of famous race cars. And, you know, this is kind of supposed to be an homage, I guess, to some of the P threes that ran back at Le Mans, uh, back in the sixties. And, and those were naturally aspirated. So it makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what it's really celebrating. And it's again, it's just going to be really interesting you know, when, you know, I don't know what number of years from now, but is there going to be a point where, you know, they're they're forced to make a Ferrari with like hybrid <laughs> and an inline four? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I,
1: know. I <laughs> and, know. And you know, at that point, if you're piping in sound,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: to create the auditory experience that you think the customer wants or, yeah, you know, a tribute to days past, right? God, you know, at that point, is it is it even worth having the, the, point? the engine? Like I you know. might as well just make the damn thing electric at that point. Well,
0: yeah, I mean that's what Lotus. you want, which that's is what Lotus sad. is doing. You know, with their uh, the the Lotus Via, you know, is is basically going to have selectable engine sounds. You can make it sound like multiple R- Lotus race cars from the past. Yeah, and so I think that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting bad. to see how it plays out, because Italy is actually, the government is trying to put in stipulations um, with regards to the EU's emissions regulations that protect mm-hmm. some of the low-volume Italian car makers like Pagani. Well, that's kind
1: of what I, that's Ferrari, kind of what I think. You know, you know these cars are...
0: Produced in such small numbers that ultimately yeah. their impact on CO2 emissions is negligible. You know, you need to regulate the yeah. Civic and the Camry and whatnot. I get that. That's but, what I mean.
1: You know, and yeah. for these, yeah, maybe there is a, a an electric Ferrari because why the hell not? And you're mm-hmm. going to get insane performance out of it. And, right. you know, when it makes sense from the battery standpoint, where it's really small, maybe it's even lighter weight than a nice version of a Ferrari. So it just mm-hmm. offers this ungodly performance, but right. Yeah. So have that line, but, mm-hmm. but maybe, you know, preserve this history. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think that's, I think that's okay to do with these low volumes. I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even in, in America, I kind of wonder if, you know, in some of these, like, like where, where we're at these rural settings that are up in the North, Mm-hmm. The, you know, great distances to cover if, frankly, there will always probably be some kind of internal combustion hybrid, like a truck, you know, just because it's not like ever going to be crazy practical to have batteries here unless they're really have enormous capacities, you know, and that's a ways right. down the road. So, you know, if we're going to preserve those for another decade, like, why the hell do we need to kill off, you know, Ferrari's internal combustion engine? I don't know. Right. So yeah. Challenging I, debate.
0: I think it's and it's tough for these automakers because, you know, if you're Ferrari, do you want to keep pouring in resources into internal combustion engine development when you don't know if they're going to be banned in five years? Yeah. I mean, they're as of now, I you know, they're not supposed to sell any internal combustion engines after 2030, um, based on like the planned EU regulations. So it's it's hard because they're trying to, they're trying to meet a shifting target, you know? Um, Yeah. And
1: probably a lot of that could end up being reactionary. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say we were overly optimistic in our projections, Mm -hmm. you know, with environmental change and things. And let's say it's way worse. Mm-hmm. Well, then those things might stick just because people are like, I, I'm a politician. I got to be, sh- I got to be seen to be doing something right, you know? And right. whereas if it's maybe not quite as dire as we think, maybe then there's a little bit more room for like, yeah, let's not kill that off immediately. You know, let's right. give it another generation and then maybe people won't care about those engines anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I there, there, it is, there's a good chance that that's going to be the case. I mean, it, Kids, you know, kids that are 12, 13, 14, you know, younger folks that are going to be starting to drive, I think a lot of their interest, may, you know, may lie more so in EVs, you know, because culturally yeah. that's a more interesting thing to a lot of them. You know, I I don't know. I, It's definitely something that automakers are having to consider. because, yeah. You know, as we know, Tesla is, is kind of the hot cool you know car brand for a lot of people so um there are going to be people where they're passionate about cars but they're passionate about a certain type of car and that's an ev you know just like we're passionate about internal combustion engine cars yeah um but moving on to actually to an ev topic uh we missed out on uh a few weeks back at the la auto show uh Porsche unveiled some new Taycan variants um the GTS variant of both the Taycan um sedan and as well as a Taycan Sport Turismo which is essentially a the Cross Turismo in terms of the station wagon kind of styling but without the yeah. plastic cladding and and yeah, high yeah, riding yeah, suspension yeah. and all that stuff yeah. and uh d- similar kind of range so the GTS you know, if, if you know 911s, the GTS is kind of always kind of the sportiest 911 short of, like, a turbo or a GT product. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the rep, you know, that's the reputation. So that's kind of what they're trying to live up to. So it's got some of the bits from the turbo. Um, it's got a little bit different styling package. and But in terms of the battery life, you know, it, it gets 304 miles of range. Um, the Sport Turismo is going to cost a little bit more than its sedan sib- sibling, with prices starting at around 133,000, which slots in between the 4S Cross Turismo and the the Turbo Cross Turismo. Which we've talked about this before. Porsche is phenomenal at oh I know this. You know, we can we can sell you a car at any (laughs) tier of price that you are willing to pay. Um, Now, that being said, it being Porsche, there's a lot of options. So I spec one last night. I spec one last night with with what I would say is very reasonable options. I didn't I wasn't clicking every deviated stitching box. and Mine ended up at 163. So $30,000 of options.
1: You know, and the um, funny thing is I did the same thing. I kind of specced mine out like my turbo. Yeah, and
0: I didn't I even was... get carbon ceramics, <laughs> and it was yeah, still $30,000 of options. So
1: I kind of thought, because I, I like pumped in all, most of the options I had on my turbo, just out of curiosity, like, is this, yeah, would this save me, you know, 20 grand? <laughs> and it's still like just as much as the turbo, which kind of makes me wonder if, Okay, maybe they didn't like increase the base prices on these vehicles with the pandemic, but they did increase the
0: options. Some of the options price. Well, there's also options like... that are unique to this. Like there's a GTS mm-hmm. package, so it's like 5,800 bucks. That's yeah. got it's a beautiful interior package, and I really really like it. Um, but obviously it's that's GTS only. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, now, I that being... frankly, Go frankly,
1: ahead. I'm. I'm very surprised, and I, I guess it, I guess maybe this makes sense from just the historical perspective of when Porsche releases their GTS versions, but I kind of was thinking to myself, like, why the hell did they come? Where did this Cross Turismo thing come from, and, and yeah. why did that come out before this? Because I've, I think it's very strange that you jump from the Taycan, which is a very beautiful shape, Mm-hmm. very sleek, looks very good low, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we strap a bunch of plastic cladding on it and jack it up. I'm like, right. that strikes me as like, that's the last one you release. Right. Maybe that's just like really popular in, in Europe or something, but I, I'm kind of yeah. just surprised that they didn't, you know, start with the, the Sport Turismo because I think mm-hmm. it fits the bill of the Ticon a lot better.
0: I, I agree. I think I think it would have made more sense to come out with the Sport Turismo for those that want a sporty wagon. And yeah. then then you do the Cross Turismo as like the Safari version yeah. of the Taycan. Because because we know, so this was another little, on a side note, another bit of information that was confirmed. It was rumored that they were coming out with a 911 Safari version from the factory. Mm-hmm. And there had been, people had seen it testing on the Nürburgring and, and whatnot in spy shots. But that's officially been confirmed by multiple dealerships that they're now taking um taking deposits for it and and whatnot so that's coming so it would have made sense for them to say okay we're gonna have a safari version of 911 we're gonna have a safari version of the tycon
1: um yeah <laughs> so i agree
0: with you now that all that being said this is so effing beautiful i i yeah. I'm, i love wagons especially yep. wagons that are fast and this is yep. one of the n- most badass looking <laughs> wagons i if, if it did not cost what it cost i
1: know i know
0: being I know. my wife so hard for this to be my <laughs> driver uh i i i'm like okay maybe maybe in three four years i try to find <laughs> one of these gently used with the options i want and just yeah. that's my first ev yeah <laughs>
1: I, I do want to bring up a comment because I, I agree. I, I do think that the Tycon looks pretty good mm-hmm. in in wagon form. I mean, I think from the front and the back it looks beautiful. But I wanted to bring up this comment that made me laugh out loud. When mm-hmm. I was looking at Car and Driver. Yeah, there was a gentleman who said something to the effect of, "Does this remind anyone else of like the BMW clown car from the side?" Oh, the shoe? You know?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The the the
0: BMW. Yeah, the BMW oh the Z three M Coupe. The M Coupe. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's longer. It's a lot longer than the than the shoe was, but the clown shoe, which is what a lot of people call it, (laughs) is actually now like like a really big collector car.
1: Yeah, yeah. God, I did Um, not like that when it came out though as a kid. I thought it was very jarring. Yeah. I did not like
0: it at all. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was kind of cool. So I guess, I mean, it makes sense to me that I, I also yeah. didn't like this. But yeah. to me, this is kind of like, so the Panamera, which is, you know, let's be real. Like, this is basically the EV version of the Panamera. They're going to get rid yeah. of the Panamera, and this will be what takes its place. And the Panamera, when it first came out, was the ugliest car Porsche made I by agree. a mile. I agree. But they have I refined that. it. And they yeah. have refined it. And now the, the Panamera Sport Turismo, I think is what it's called. I, I get a little confused with the different Panamera types. But there's I think it's a Sport Turismo is a really st- stunning wagon. And and this to me is like a further refinement of that. It's it's grafting on really the most beautiful parts of the Taycan. To that mm-hmm. kind of shape and and i think it's just a a really stunning car i can't wait the to only, see that person
1: you know and don't get me wrong like i'm a wagon person i <clears throat> have owned wagons i i like wagons mm-hmm. i i have a little bit of a hard time throwing this amount of money at a wagon
0: and i, yeah. and I don't
1: know if that's something I don't know where it's, that comes. That's interesting. From. I, I guess, so like, because it's, like, it's
0: essentially a tycoon. The speed, the zero to sixty, everything about mm-hmm. it, it's the same.
1: It's almost like, from my perspective, and it may just be because the, of the way I grew up with, you know, wagons, and at the time not having the insight that these things, these high power wagons in Europe existed, mm-hmm. it might have been because of my the, you know, rural American upbringing where it's like a Ford Taurus wagon and whatever, just Mm. these God
0: awful looking wagons. My my mom had a Chevy celebrity wagon. (laughs) (laughs) I know about slow wagons.
1: Yeah. So I just like, I think to myself, these things are supposed to be utilitarian. So it's kind of like taking a truck and saying like, it's a sports truck. And you're like, That's the
0: oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't yeah.
1: understand how that works. Yeah. Um well I know, think that's the
0: beauty of it. I love the idea of like I've always liked the RS6 Avant yeah. and the yeah. E63S estate, because it's like you've got something that you're taking the kids to soccer practice in and everyone disrespects the wagon. Everyone's like, Oh, that's like a mobile. <laughs> and then you you destroy them at a stoplight <laughs> or whatever it may yeah. be. And I think that's hilarious. I love, I love the concept <laughs> of sleepers, and this is that. like, I know. <laughs> this is a sleeper.
1: Yeah, no, I do laugh at that, and and I and I have, um, you know, probably the only point where I'll consider replacing the Tycon is when there is a a significant evolution, right. like the range has got to be double or even triple. I mean, the performance, I don't think I'm going to improve on. Mm -hmm. really the maybe I can improve on handling a little bit but
0: yeah I don't I don't really I think yeah it's gonna have to be a a technological packaging packaging advancement I mean like just this week the the lucid air reviews have started to trickle out and um I think they're making their first customer deliveries this month and and that I mean that thing has like 1,011 horsepower and top trim and it gets 500 miles to... Yeah, to exactly. March, you, know? you know, That's so where one, it's going to go.
1: One contender for that in the future may be this... Uh, what are they calling it? The e-tron A6. Yeah. I thought that's kind of a cool-looking sedan and I think there's mm-hmm. rumblings that they're going to turn that into an RS wagon. So, um, yeah,
0: supposedly there's going to be a, an RS6 e-tron. Yeah, and so be very compelling. You know,
1: if that's got a huge amount of you know miles on it, and it's mm-hmm. not ungodly expensive, which I'm sure it probably will be. Yeah, um, you know, it might offer a little bit more practicality for us with you know a kid and mm-hmm. two dogs and stuff than, than like a Tycon. I, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll see. You know, Audi they make wagons. You know, it's like anything that's electric is just freakishly expensive right now, which is kind of frustrating, but
0: yeah, um, that hope. I mean that, that will come down. Otherwise, the yeah, same, otherwise EVs won't be competitive in the marketplace. Yeah. Like it just, it has yeah. to come down. Like you can't have, you know, there's some cool stuff coming out like the Hyundai Ionic five, like that. Yeah. It starts yeah, around 40 K. Cool. It's a very cool car. Yeah. And you know, my brother-in-law has cool an ID Um, you know, so yeah. there's stuff starting to get out there that, that, A middle class family could afford. Mm. Um, But, you know, it needs to be more for sure. Yeah. Um, Now, going from one of the most beautiful cars that you can buy (laughs) to uh, a more controversial car, we'll say. Uh, So, BMW uh, at Art Basel a few weeks ago unveiled their Concept XM, which they say it's a concept, but this is very likely close to what the final product would be. And this is an interesting car so it's it's an SUV, it's a it's an X, you know, it's an X product, but it's only the second car to come from the M division itself. So this is not based on any existing <clears throat> BMW model. And so the only other M car that's ever been made that was not previ- you know, was not a pre-existing BMW car was the BMW M1 which is you know mm-hmm. obviously an iconic supercar of its time. And so the BMW Concept XM is basically this huge SUV. They haven't announced a, a price yet, but they're expecting it to be big money. We're talking like competing with like the Audi RS Q8, maybe even like mm-hmm. Lamborghini and Urus, Bentley Bentayga money potentially, but you know, up into the high 100,000 yeah. maybe into 200,000 which is crazy for a BMW, but beside the point. It's going to be their most powerful um, road car actually ever. Uh, It comes with a plug-in hybrid system that has 750 horsepower and 737 pound-feet of torque. And the reason I wanted to chat with you about it is the looks. And yeah. I can say that they're doing a good job of sticking with their design language. But uh, what did you yeah. think of uh, the front end of this car? Well, I thought, you know,
1: first of all, isn't it interesting? It just speaks volumes of the world we live in now that this second original car out of the M division is an
0: SUV. Is an SUV, right? Like, it's, not, it's been, not a it's not a new version of the of the M one or something cool like. Yeah, that,
1: that. that would have <laughs> just been unthinkable, unthinkable back. Mm-hmm. Forty years ago, would just yeah. been like, "Where?" They would honestly, if we told them that back then, they'd say, "What? Where the hell did we? Where we go that? wrong?" <laughs> yeah. Well, wrong? it's like I you
0: know, Ferraris coming out with an SUV so. Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing about that is, you know, you
1: drive around our town, and I remember as a kid driving around, it's like you'd see a BMW Seven Series, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's pretty cool." You know, uh you mm-hmm. don't see that very often.
0: Yeah. And now
1: these X Sevens are Sevens are everywhere. There's just a dime a dozen. There's yeah. something about when you put an SUV, you know, a vehicle in SUV form, mm-hmm. it trips some neurons in, in people's brains, especially Americans. And we're just like, oh, whatever it costs, it costs. Th- it's
0: a, it's that's a SUV. really, really good point, honestly. Like, so,
1: you know, tack on an extra sixty hundred thousand, 100,000. Like, dude, that's okay.
0: I, this is what kills me. So, you know, we live in a town that's pretty conservative. And displays of wealth and, and whatnot are not really looked well upon. <laughs> and but that's that's the really interesting thing is if I went out and bought a 90, if I went out and bought a Cadillac Blackwing, some ninety hundred dollars $100,000 sports sedan, you know, I'm getting looks from people and I'm, you know, people are silently judging me. But if you go out and buy a $90,000 Chevy Suburban, no one bats an eye. Nothing. Oh, nothing. It's a Suburban. No problem. <laughs> I, I think most people don't really understand how much those freaking things cost. Like when you see a Dodge Ram special edition, blah, blah, blah thing with the all leather interior, that's an $80,000 truck. Yeah. You and know, I,
1: you know, and I, I don't know if it's because people are, it's the car or truck for the, I don't care that I drive a SUV or truck person, and so people Mm -hmm. just are like, I don't know, that thing could be 10 years old. Maybe it's only, you know, $20,000 at this point. Mm -hmm. But you're completely right. Brand new, these things are like, wild, wildly expensive. And so...
0: Maybe maybe people don't know, maybe most people buying them, buy them used, you know, at least around us, And, and so they don't really understand, like, what it started out as. But, like, it drives me nuts when people... Will kind of look at you sideways because you bought some, you know, yeah, sports car. Yeah, because you drive
1: condos. like a BMW 3 Series right oh, now. Dude, that's I, I, I freaking B- decade, almost a decade old or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: yeah. no, I, I have, I, st- I have people that still give me, you know, jokingly, but they give me a little bit of a hard time about having like a BMW as my daily driver. And I'm like, you're the, I know what you drive and your Chevy costs more than my BMW did.
1: Like, <laughs> I know, it's, I know it. It's, it's like just nonsense, right? But it,
0: it's perception, right? Like they know, yeah. BMW <laughs> equals expensive, Mercedes equals expensive, and no one looks at the guy that's that's got the <laughs> the you know uh, Ford F three fifty King Ranch edition, yeah. you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> an aircraft carrier, um, Yeah,
0: but it's good. It, you're right, though. SUVs, especially they outside of maybe like a Mercedes G wagon, I think most SUVs kind of get a pass. People say, oh. You know, whatever you got a BMW SUV, that's cool, or a Mercedes SUV. Yeah. And and I mean, crap, even the Jeep Grand Wagoneer that's a hundred thousand dollar SUV,
1: yeah, yeah, you know. And that's why and that's why I think they chose this route, you know, mm-hmm. because they know that they can charge probably I don't know what it'll end up being 150 to 200, and right. people will buy them and more mm-hmm. in greater numbers than if it was some kind of big ass coupe. Right. A big ass sedan and right you know i mean frankly this design i don't know if it's just because these big grills have just been shoved in my face for so long mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it doesn't bother me as much um it's not as like offensive as the what the m3
0: the m3 you yeah. know
1: i think it's more because the 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 grills are still astronom you know astronomically large but mm-hmm. they're a little bit more kind of what I'm used to with the horizontal being bigger than the vertical. And so, and otherwise, you know, from the side and from, I think, you know, kind of the rear is, I think a little bit kind of cool looking. Um, The rear is different, yeah. Yeah, translate into the actual design, but um, it doesn't look awful to me, you know?
0: So I like the side. The double-stacked rear exhaust, I absolutely hate. That's weird. Yeah, I and didn't even really notice that. The front it's very is, weird. The front is like... Here's my problem with the front. I agree with you that it's... It's it, it's it, a little bit more tasteful. It's a, it's a little bit better, but like the car is so big that they scaled it, and it just looks like a giant pig nose. I can't get over how much it looks... Like well, and plus, a, like a giant those pig nose nose they, from Angry Birds—they have
1: light around those, which highlights it even more. Just gonna yeah. make the maw more evident.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. I, I just think it, it's it's a, I don't know. I like they're getting not close to
1: opening up like black holes with those things. <laughs> yeah. kind of singularity that sucks every other poor bastard into that. <laughs> That's in your way. <laughs> Whether you want to or not? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's it's interesting that BMW is trying to stretch into that ultra luxury SUV market. Um, it is. I, agree. I don't know. You know, I, I would say I don't know what the um, how successful there be, but it, at least in the US, we know people people will buy it. I mean, SUVs and trucks, like <laughs> people just buy the hell out of these things. So there's been plenty of <laughs> yeah, people. It doesn't
1: matter how much it costs.
0: I mean, I can be people, people bought. You know, tons of Bentley Bentegas, you know, I just driving around down here, we're down in, in Florida at my in-laws and, and just driving around down here, I've seen like two Col- Rolls Royce Cullinans in the last <laughs> couple of days. So like people buy these things, you know, even, even yeah. though they, you know, are just these monoliths of of cars. <laughs> no. um, uh, but I, I did want to touch on one last thing. The first Hummer EV customer car <clears> being delivered this week. And I know we we talked about it a little bit before before we knew exactly the size of the Hummer SUV. We talked about mm-hmm. how fast it was, you know, zero to sixty like around three seconds, which is crazy for a big truck. So they've officially released the statistics on this thing, and it has a curb weight of nine thousand and forty six pounds. Jesus it is Christ. a four and a half ton. Car that can do zero to 60 in three seconds. And if you want to be allowed to drive it, all you have to do is have a hundred thousand dollars to buy it. You know, you don't have to like like, take a special driving course, you don't have to have a commercial trucking license.
1: (laughs) It's like they ran into this issue of, you know, like okay, we need it, we need this in there and that in there. Okay, it's gotten really heavy now, we got killed on range. And mm-hmm. the solution was just put more battery in. Just put yeah, more it's got battery a massive in. battery. Just put more battery. <laughs> well, here's what
0: I don't understand. So, like, like you didn't
1: even give a shit about making any effort right. at efficiency.
0: <laughs> it's no, like no. more
1: battery, man. That's n- efficiency
0: battery. is not the Hummer way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think you know it's because you. I mean, th- this is like uh, this interesting poll that was taken on the Ticon Forum at one point where they were basically asking people did you buy this because there was some kind of green reason and right. there were a really good chunk of people that you know, like i don't care about that i just bought I just, it cuz it looks cool and goes fast <clears throat> right and and this is this is attracting i think that group of people cuz when you mm-hmm. look at this quizzically there's nothing about this thing that's good for the
0: environment. No, <laughs> it's no. done
1: in true Hummer fashion. Yeah, F you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a big. I I just don't. So and and you know, Hummer. I I sing, I'm singling them out because this is a nine thousand pound car that can go it's that fast. True. That that is going to get people killed. There's just no way well, around it.
1: You know, and I don't. I didn't know anything about this, but the other day I was on one of the forums and they were talking about how in it must be britain maybe it's a european thing but they were
2: mm-hmm.
1: talking about how they have speed regulators in cars and mm-hmm. we should look into that cuz i don't want to misspeak but but somebody was talking about i mean the main topic on the forum was how do mm-hmm. we get around this if right. this goes into effect and yeah i mean this kind of car is going to be yeah okay they got out of control it mm-hmm. ran through a hospital, a nursing home, and a school before it killing stopped. fifty people. It's momentum, yeah, and it's and it'll be like, okay, this is a, this, yeah, you know, this we're thing's a have total weapons,
0: yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, I uh, in Europe, they have you have to get certain licenses to drive a car above a certain size. So, like. If you have a regular license plate say in in spain or france or wherever a regular driver's license you couldn't you couldn't legally drive the hummer ev it weighs too much mm-hmm. you basically have to get what is essentially a uh, a certain level of commercial trucking license to be able to legally drive this car. <laughs> Probably,
1: and, yeah that makes sense <laughs> and and so
0: which makes sense like something this big you need you should have special training now there yeah. we have exceptions to that i can go rent a u-haul truck True, that weighs yeah. the same or more and just drive it around to but, have
1: to drive around and get the but, top taken off by a low hanging bridge
0: right but that also <laughs> that also doesn't do 0 to 60 in 3 seconds when i put my foot <laughs> to the floor like that's where i think this is going to be dangerous is you're going to have people that maybe they've never owned a sports car or a high performance car in their life that now have car speed in a car that weighs more than literally any other commercial uh you, know, you are going to pedestrian. be
1: forced into buying one to protect yourself
0: well that's to the problem protect right because it becomes an family. arms race <laughs> like it, <laughs> gonna... because now now my little suv that weighs five thousand pounds yeah. oh my gosh I mean, this I'll, thing... get, I'll get turned to dust
1: yeah or you the poor SAP that bought a F three fifty King Ranch. I mean, that might as well be a smart car yeah. compared to this. <laughs> I,
0: well, and this thing—it's not just huge; it's not just heavy because of the batteries, which it does have a massive battery pack. It's a huge <clears throat> car. I All was, I was watching Doug Demuro's review of this on YouTube, and Doug, I think, is like six two or six three. There's a—he goes around the side of it, and like he almost disappears because it's I so mean, tall.
1: Even con- conceivably, if I was interested in this vehicle mm-hmm. the main limitation for me is that i i have to park it in a ramp right and i i already struggle to park yeah you know, my truck and and a Ticon in these oh in dude these ramps
0: there's a and, there's a guy there's a guy at work that has a mm-hmm. ram trx and he i'm sure i i can tell he tries to park it well mm-hmm. but his car is so his truck is so wide that it's always on the line anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, not, and that, we don't have space yeah. for this stuff.
1: Yeah, and and you know, so like practically speaking, I I guess if, if I had a different type of job or something where I could just, you know, park it out on a prairie or a construction airport site runway, you know, then it may, might be practical to own, but I don't even know if I could get that in my garage. Like I don't know if I my doors it. which were built of like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> good fit a it. Monster. No, <laughs> I know. Single stalls, you know, each of our single stalls. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, honey. Can't <laughs> put it in the garage. Can't buy that one. <laughs> oh
0: it yeah, I mean the the fact that you even have to think about that is just Yeah. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, when be...
1: we were thinking like, oh maybe we'll replace the e-tron you know, with a Rivian, the first thing I did is like, okay, I gotta go measure the garage door. <laughs> yeah. Because everything's yeah. getting bigger. And Huge, and, yeah. and that's just it. I mean, like it's because the Tycon has rear wheel steering, I can actually get it in and out of spots pretty reasonably. Right. But my 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 little board ranger, uh, that's actually kind of a stinker to park um, mm-hmm. in ramps. And that's not even a full size pickup. So Yeah we're even beyond that uh with we're you know a universe beyond that in the hummer oh, and yeah. even like everything just always gets freaking bigger you know like i was reading about the updated uh ford ranger that's supposed to come out
2: oh you yeah know, mm-hmm.
1: 2023 and it's like they made it two inches wider it's like god yeah. damn it yeah uh, I don't want to buy that thing now because I already have a hard enough time fitting my. And
0: that's the thing is, why did
1: we do that?
0: What do you? Yeah, I I don't know. What I don't know what you. I mean, the nine eleven's been doing the same thing. It's just getting wider and wider and wider. So, like, I don't know. The nice thing about when you drive, and you've seen this with your two thousand two, when you drive like an older car that's smaller, you Mm -hmm. actually have room in your lane. You know, so if you're like, if you're driving on like, if you need to avoid you know, whatever, a a tree limb or a, a possum yeah, or, a a or something. Yeah. You have room even within your lane to avoid it. With modern <laughs> cars, you got to get into the other lane to avoid anything.
2: You know, it's they're just
0: huge. Oh. And this is just, this is the most Hummer EV you could make, yeah. I think. Yeah. This thing is just,
1: I don't know what to make of this thing.
0: But I, I think there is a risk that you start having, you have people that, don't understand the power. They don't know how to use it properly, and they're going to result in some bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've
1: you've seen government you've may step
0: in and say, "Hey, look, you know, why does why does a pickup truck like the Rivian or why does the Hummer you know pseudo pickup truck? Why do they need to go zero to sec- zero sixty in three seconds? They don't. Like, you need to just because you can do it doesn't mean you should." And I think yeah. the car companies need to regulate that. Like, if I want a, if I want an EV that can go zero to sixty th- sub three, I'll buy a, a Tesla or a Taycan or, or, a, or an Audi, you know, eTron. That they're aiming for that. I I don't quite know why, but um, you do kind of wonder if at
1: some point will some of these companies get held liable if there's a you know really really yeah. bad accident versus Mm -hmm. just the individual i mean tobacco companies got held liable for yeah you know cigarettes so i mean i I don't know what the i don't know if that's even a plausible thing but it does make me wonder a little bit
0: yeah (laughs) i mean if i were if i were someone who was in an accident or their loved one was in an accident and got obliterated by this freaking hummer i would i would sue gm and say look you made a nine thousand pound car that you didn't give any tr- any you didn't offer any special training or do anything and it goes 0 to 60 in 3 seconds like that is negligent you know yeah
1: exactly i mean that's kind of what i wonder you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, i'm not quite it, sure how any of that stuff works but you know it's kind of like boeing with the uh what were they the seven eight, eight seven thirty seven 737 max yeah you know it's kind of like well that was negligent you know like the training was in inappropriate oh just mm-hmm. they the same plane don't worry about it just right watch this ipad course and you you guys are good to go you're good right it's kind of like the same thing i don't know if yeah so I, I don't know i mean the thing about it is like presumably at this point you know it could be some rich kid getting mm-hmm. it whose parents pay for it mm-hmm. but otherwise it's probably people you know, not not saying that money equates to like I'm not a moron because I've met enough people that have money and still are morons. But right, <laughs> presumably at this point, you know, those individuals might be like, yeah, I don't want to trash this or make an ass of myself. I I don't know that that's necessarily true. But yeah, as time progresses and they kind of become cheaper and there's more of them, uh, statistically speaking, yeah, it's probably likely that there'll just be. More accidents that are not mm-hmm. survivable, you know, even with
0: better Modern signage, better highway yeah.
1: design, better blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It'll just be like, nope, people got killed because it's, it's just, it's 10,000 pounds. Well, 10 yeah.
0: And, and I mean, <clears throat> if this car can go that fast, I don't know what kind of brakes it has, but I can't imagine they're sufficient. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Probably.
1: That's probably where they jeeped out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty got,
0: brakes. She's got terrible brakes, so like you can start, but you can't stop.
1: Uh,
0: I don't know. I that's I hope I'm, I hope we're wrong. We'll see, but um, yeah. but we'll see. they're going to be on the road, so be on the lookout, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> hide your, for the Hummer hide,
1: hide your kids. <laughs>
0: uh, well, anything else you want to add, buddy?
1: No, that's it. All
0: Good. right. Well, thank you all so much for for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more car news, and um. Until then, check us out on Instagram at the Blofeld Podcast. Be sure to uh, rate and review us on iTunes and Podbean, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Until then, we'll see you next week.